My journey is your journey. We won't make the trip alone. We know God will lead us home. It's our journey of faith. It's our journey of faith. No story of Benedict would be complete without recounting the story of his sister, Scholastica. When Benedict moved to Monte Cassino, his twin sister Scholastica decided to move close to him. Consequently, she became abbess of a community of nuns approximately five miles from his monastery. Living a truly contemplative life, Scholastica only visited her brother Benedict once a year. And then, as it was not permitted for women to enter the monastery, Benedict and some of his monks met Scholastica in a house not too far from the monastery. On her last visit to her brother, she and he spent the whole day, as usual, speaking of holy things and eternal life, which she would soon experience. As the day was nearing an end, they sat down and supped together. Fearing this would be the last time they would see one another, Scholastica implored her brother to remain the night and return the next day. As the rule was that no monk could stay away from the monastery overnight, Benedict refused. Whereupon Scholastica lay her head on her arms and prayed silently to the Lord, begging him to intercede. No sooner had she laid her head down and prayed than a violent storm broke the silence. It was obvious to all that Benedict and the monks could not venture outside the house. Realizing what Scholastica had done, Benedict said, God forgive you, sister. What have you done? She meekly answered, I asked a favor of you and you refused it. I asked it of God and he granted it. It soon became evident that Benedict and his companions would have to spend the night there. So they all settled down and prayed through the night. The next morning, the sky was a bright blue, not a cloud in sight. And Benedict and his monks parted for Monte Cassino. Three days later, our little precious saint Scholastica went to the eternal world she had always yearned for. Benedict was alone in his cell praying when he had a vision of Scholastica's soul leaving her body and rising up to heaven as a dove. Overjoyed with the knowledge his sister was in paradise, he praised God and turned to the other monks informing them his sister had died. He sent some monks to bring back his sister's body and then placed her body in the tomb he had made for, her, for himself. The day would come when the prophet who had prophesied for others would prophesy his own death. He gathered the monks together and advised them that in six days he would be going to the Father and they should dig a grave to place his remains at rest. As he had prophesied six days earlier, sensing the end was near, he asked his disciples to bring him to the chapel of St. Martin of Tours. He wanted to make his final sermon on his journey home. Knowing that this was his last day on earth, he asked the monks for food for the journey, the body and blood of Christ, his final and last Holy Communion. Once in the chapel, he asked the monks to help him stand. Braced and sustained by the loving arms of his children, the monks and disciples whom he had taught, his frail legs barely able to support him, summoning his last ounce of strength, he raised his arms to heaven and prayed his last prayers for the last time. 
I am sure he went to the Savior petitioning for all his children then and those to come and praising the Lord for the gift of knowing him better through his word, his Eucharist, and the children he had sent him. The very day that our saint went to the Father, a disciple living on Monte Cassino and another living far away at another abbey had the same vision, a path laden with precious carpets, illuminated brightly, extending from St. Benedict's cell up to heaven. A tall, brilliant angel explained to each of the disciples where the road came from and why they both saw it at the same time. This is the road upon which Benedict, dear one of God, ascended to heaven. It was a prophecy by our dear saint that had come to pass. The date was the 21st of March in the year 547, the very day St. Benedict passed on. Family, the influence of St. Benedict has been felt around the world. We go from Subiaco in Italy to Subiaco in Arkansas. This is Abbot Jerome Codell, who is the abbot of the, uh, of the abbey here in, um, in Arkansas. Uh, we're going to ask Abbot Codell if he would share with us how the monks here in Subiaco have been carrying out the mandate given to them by St. Benedict over 1,600 years ago to work and pray. Here at Subiaco, today, uh, we, we as, as uh, Penny said, we, we pray several times a day together in common and, of course, privately, and then we work. And it's a great balance. It's a wonderful life. Uh, our, our work here right now, our general uh, work, we have some parish work. We have some of our monks or pastors in local parishes. Uh, we have our school, Subiaco Academy, which is goes back to 1887, and it's still going strong. Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here is how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.